As warrior dads, we got to tackle a lot of things, but tackling low testosterone levels should definitely not be one of them. Uh, we need to keep our testosterone at peak levels, and that is absolutely crucial for all of us. So I'm sure you know all the horrible things associated with low T levels. If you don't, it's definitely not pretty. Uh, it's Google search away. But unfortunately, testosterone levels in men have been consistently decreasing over the last two decades. And it's actually one of the biggest conversations I have to have when working with men, which is why I decided to create the Warrior Dads Testosterone Booster Guide and Checklist. It's a free download. And all you have to do is go to checklist.warriordads.com. Uh, just download it, start, start implementing it, and start to feel the difference. So again, go to checklist.warriordads.com and get your free copy now. Being a dad isn't always easy, but it's the best thing I ever did. I'm constantly improving myself to be the best dad I can be through fitness, nutrition, mindset, and lifestyle. As fathers, we pass on many things to our children, such as our mindset, our habits, our attitude, and what we've learned along the way. Each of these will shape who our children are and who they will become. The Warrior Dad's mission is to help you become the healthiest version of yourself, to hone your edge, and to live with purpose. My name is Jim Bartomey, and this is the Warrior Dad's Podcast. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in for another episode of the Warrior Dad's Podcast. Uh, before we get into today's content, I just wanted to take a second and say thank you to everybody who has been listening. I'm almost up to a thousand... Um, I guess uh, sessions listened to something like that according to the stats and that's actually just on Anchor so I'm not even sure what it is on uh, the other platforms that I'm on like Google and iTunes and things like that so anyway I just wanted to take a second because I've been getting a lot of good feedback about the podcast and setting up some really great interviews for you guys for people that are going to add tremendous amount of value and you know, this I, I didn't know how it was gonna go when I first started it, but it's going great. I'm having a great time doing it. And it's it's allowed me to meet a lot of awesome guys and talk about a lot of great topics and have some amazing conversations. So, you know, this this is all about you. You know, I I don't you know, there's no money in it for me or anything like that. This is all just about bringing good content out there to a community of guys. Um that, that I feel need it. You know, I mean, there's a lot of focus on, on women out there today and, you know, rightfully so, but I just think that guys need to, uh, you know, have the messages out there about them. And, you know, it's, like I said, it's gotten me to meet and learn about a lot of other guys out there that are actually trying to do the same thing, which, which is always great to surround yourself with like-minded people. Um, so it's great that there's a lot of other people out there speaking to the dad community specifically and you know keeping this at a, at a forefront in the mind so for the content today something that I want those so there's no guest no guest today it's just me so um, the content I wanted to go over today is sharing with you the four F's uh, the four foundational F's that you need to consider as a dad really as any particular person, but especially as uh, a family man, to to be as effective, to be your best version of yourself, to be your healthiest version of yourself, you need to have balance in all four of these key areas. And I know there's a lot of people out there that have four, four areas. I guess it's just a, a popular thing. But these 
are really, you know, encap these ideas really encapsulate what it truly means to have a healthy, happy life, uh, strong, fit body, and just overall good quality of life. So I'm going to dive right into them. So the first one is focus. And I'll list them all out first, and then I'll talk a little bit about each of them. Um, the first one is focus. So that really has to do with mindset. The next one is fuel. And I did the podcast, if you haven't listened to the podcast already about keeping nutrition and diet simple, I would definitely encourage you to take a listen to that because I dive into nutrition on there. Uh, functional fitness and family and lifestyle. And those are the four F's because if you think about how powerful each of those areas are, there's really nothing else, right? You could throw in another one. You could throw in financials, right? Which would look at your business. And if you're a business owner, then you know that that's really, really important. And it's, even if you're not a business owner, you just go into work, you're providing for your family, equally as important, right? Uh, I mean, you're out there every day in the grind, bringing home the money so you can support your family and that's one way of protecting them. But you have to have the focus. You have to have that goal, that mindset of of being able to get up and go do these things in the other areas. Uh, you have to have your fuel. You have to have good nutrition because without nutrition, you're not going to have the energy, the physical capabilities, the mental capacity, right? So you have the focus. Now you just have to execute it. And you want to give your brain and your body the best fuel possible so that you can carry out the goals and things like that that you set out for yourself. And then you have to have the functional fitness. So functional fitness is huge. And when I say functional fitness, I know functional has been a really big buzzword in the fitness industry, in the gym industry, things like that. And people are throwing it around. But what does it truly mean to do functional fitness or to engage in functional fitness. So for me, functional fitness is anything that has a high carryover to your everyday life, plain and simple. So whatever you're doing in the gym, does it have a functional carryover to whatever your quote unquote sport is? So we all have a sport. It doesn't matter what you like to do. It doesn't matter if you like biking, hiking, gardening, uh, or just being a functional human being, right? So as a functional human being, we all have to squat, lunge, bend, push, pull, and twist, right? And then there's gait, which is walking, running, and sprinting. So as human beings, we all have to do those things. And I'll repeat those. We all have to squat. We all have to lunge. We all have to bend. We all have to pull. We all have to push. We all have to twist. And we all have to move, which is gait. Again, running, walking, sprinting. So the running and sprinting aren't, you know, necessity, but we do need to walk as independent beings, right? I mean, that's just, <laughs> I don't really, I don't think I have to dive too much into how important it is to walk and get around. Um, you know, and of course there are some people out there that can't walk and get around. You're in a wheelchair, you had an injury, uh, you were born that way, you know, whatever the case is, but you can see the limitations of that. So, but if you walk around with pain every single day, how much does that pain limit you, right? So it'll limit your ability to walk, which is an essential piece of 
being human because movement is part of life. And when we stop moving, we start dying. So functional fitness uh, is the third. And in order to have a healthy body, uh, healthy body, healthy mind, we have to be physically active. We have to be lifting things. We have to be moving. We have to be doing all those movements that I just said, which can be lumped up as primal pattern movements. So we have to be doing all of those particular movement patterns uh, to keep a healthy body. And then we add resistance to those. Um, and then that makes us stronger and better in those movement patterns. Um, and then the final one is family and lifestyle. So as a father, I feel like it's our duty and obligation to pass along these things that we learn to our kids, right? Because we are their greatest teachers. Yes, they have teachers in school and they're going to be in school from the ages of, you know, some, some kids going to the school at three, four, five, it doesn't matter when you start, you're always going to have teachers in your life. However, it starts with the parents. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, if somebody doesn't have parents and they're raised by their grandparents or, or uh, you know, aunts or uncles or something like that, they become the teachers, right? But I'm just trying to make the point. It's that we are the ones that are the biggest influencers and teachers in our kids' lives. And we should be the ones that they look at as the teachers. And if they don't, then that's on us. And there's a reason they don't look at it that way. And maybe because we're not teaching them the right way. And if we're not teaching them the right way, then we have to take ownership of that and step into that role as a father and teach our kids the things that they need to learn. And it's not about the math. It's not about the English. It's not about the social studies. Of course, we can have those conversations and teach them those things, but they're going to learn them in school. What are the things that they're not going to learn in school that we can teach them? What are the things that we can teach them before school? Because a lot of people don't realize how much information kids can soak up. You know, everybody says it though, right? They, they, everybody says, oh, kids are like sponges. Well, yeah, they are. That's why they can learn multiple languages at really, really young ages because they soak it up. But sometimes we don't have those conversations with our kids about life lessons. And, you know, we just have to, you know, we feel like we have to feed them certain information. But this is the kind of things that we should be talking about with our kids too because do our kids need to have focus? Do our kids need to have the right fuel? Do our kids need to have physical exercise and be functional human beings? And do our kids need to know about family, the importance of family, lifestyle, being a leader? When do you think all of that starts? It starts as a kid. And if you don't start it until later on in life, it's going to be a lot harder. And that's really just like with anything, right? It doesn't mean that they can't happen, but it's just going to be harder. You know, if you've never worked out in a day in your life and you're like, yeah, I'm going to get in shape and I'm going to start lifting weights and you're in your 30s or your 40s, doesn't mean that you can't do it. It just means that it's going to be a little bit harder for you to get going and you're going to have to stay consistent with it, but you'll get there. But how much easier would it have been if you started when you were 12, 13, 16, 18, right? So same thing with this. And there's no heavy lifting involved to talk to your kids about mindset and what they're focusing on and setting goals for themselves. So that's that's the first piece that I wanted to talk about mainly was the focus. Um, like I said, I did the podcast on nutrition and it's not that there's you know uh, nothing else to talk about with regards to nutrition and fuel because there is. 
um, there's a lot of misconceptions out there around food and what we should be eating and what diets we should be doing and all this kind of stuff. So there's always something to talk about, I feel like, with nutrition because of all of the new fads that are coming up. But I really, really like to keep it simple. And so that's one of the reasons I did that podcast before I did this podcast. Um, because this is something I've been wanting to put out there for a little bit. But I love bringing you guys um, the the guests and everything that they have to share and offer. But focus is something that we really, really need to tap into. And... I feel like it's something that's mulled over a lot and kind of brushed to the side, but it shouldn't be because everything th- everything starts in the mind. You can't do anything without thinking about it first. You can't turn on your computer without thinking about it first. You can't get up out of a chair without thinking about it first. So everything comes down to mindset. And there's a lot of guys out there that talk about mindset um, from all different types of backgrounds, right? And it's been it's been talked about for thousands and thousands of years. Um, but it's really cool because there's a direct correlation with what we think about and then what we do, which which is our actions. And so then you have this body mind connection, right? And so even you know you look at people. Uh, I'm I was raised Catholic, but you know I know that Buddha years ago said that there was body-mind. He identified that, and it wasn't body and mind, it was body-mind. And people like Hippocrates, 2,000 years ago, made his philosophy students, who of course are intellectuals, train with the Olympian athletes. Because he said, in order to have a strong mind, you have to have a strong body. So... The biggest thing, the first place that you can start with is trying to figure out your why when you're looking at your focus, you know, because some people, you know, well, I don't know what I'm trying to do or I don't I don't know what my purpose is yet or something like that. Okay, so figure out you figure out what you're trying to do and you figure out why you're trying to do it. Why do you try to do anything? You know, who are you? Who are you helping? Who are you serving? Are you serving just yourself or are you serving somebody else? Why are you doing the things that you do? You know, and you can even start, even if it's something that you don't know yet, identify with something that you do know. Okay, well, why are you going to work? Well, I need to make money. Why? Well, I need to pay for the mortgage. Okay, why is that important? Well, if I didn't pay for the mortgage, then my, you know, my family wouldn't have a place to live. Okay, well, why is that important? Well, if I didn't have a place to live and I didn't wasn't able to pay for my mortgage and I didn't have a job, then we'd be out on the street and we'd be, you know, we wouldn't be able to pay for food. We wouldn't be able to do all the things that we can do. Okay. And why is that important? Well, because I want to give the kids the life that they deserve and I want them to have a better life than me. So, you know, you ask the question why and it might seem a little bit annoying. It might seem like a pain in the ass, but you're tapping into something really, really, truly deep inside yourself and you're getting clear on why you're doing something. So it's not just about paying the mortgage now. It's about your family and providing for them and making sure that they have it better than you had in this particular example. And your why can be anything. But the thing that I tell my clients is your why should make you cry. And it doesn't necessarily have to physically make you cry where you have tears pouring down your face. Although if it 
brings you to that level, you shouldn't fight it and resist it. But the thing is, is that, you know, the the whole thing is your why should make you cry just shows that whatever your reasoning is, whatever your why is, should spark some kind of emotion in you so that you almost feel like you want to cry or that you could cry. It, it, should, it should touch you at a deep level and make you feel something. And, and that's what we're talking about. So your focus becomes very, very important because let's say you have those days and everybody has those days where you just you get up and you just rather sleep or you'd rather stay in your warm bed or you'd rather not go into work or, or whatever that case is. And even if it only happens for a split second, we can snap ourselves out of it by shifting our focus. Okay, so what are we going to choose to focus on? Are we going to choose the negative path or are we going to choose the positive path? You can either go left or you can go right. Right. So you can choose to stay miserable. You can choose to, you know, not want to go to work and make up excuses and reasons why you shouldn't go to work. Or you can get up and say, <clears throat> I'm going to do this for my family. I'm going to do this because this is important to my children, to my wife, to my spouse, you know, whatever, whatever your why was. Same thing with fitness. Right? You shift your focus into your fitness. So, well, I don't feel like going to the gym today. I mean, you hear that over and over and over and over again, right? Especially me. And it's like, well, why didn't you go to the gym? Or why didn't you get up and do your workout? Well, I don't know. Okay, well, you need to shift your focus. Let's go back to your why and let's figure out what you're trying to do and why you're trying to do it. Okay? And then once you tap into that, then you have your reason for your fitness. And maybe your reason for your fitness is your family again. And it doesn't matter if everything goes back to your family. It doesn't matter if everything goes back to your loved ones. Because those are great motivators. And it's actually a selfless act. You're doing something good for yourself, but it's for other people as well. So you're in service to somebody else. And anybody that knows anything about happiness or mindset and things like that, you're always going to have the most happiness, the most sense of contribution when you're in contribution for other people. So, you know, you, you cannot go wrong making your family or your loved ones, the people around you that you care about the most, that mean the world to you, you can't go wrong with making them the focus and the center of everything or the reason behind what you're doing. Okay? So... I don't want you to think that, well, you know, every single time I go backwards and, you know, I'm trying to get to my why, it always ends with my family. Good. Good. At least you figured it out. Some people don't even take the time to actually think about it. And that's the sad piece. You need to figure out what you're doing and why you're doing it. Because the what is the fire, but the why is the fuel, right? And if you don't have the fuel for the fire, then the fire is just going to burn out. And unfortunately, we're coming up to that time. You know, the holidays will be here before you know it. New Year's will be be here before you know it. And we're talking about fitness uh, with this particular example. And people are just going to be diving right in head first, January 1. I'm all in. I'm going to do this, this, and this, and this. And then those same people are dropping off middle of February, beginning of March. And they had their what? I'm going to do this, this, and this. But they didn't, they didn't tap into their why. Okay, well, why are you doing it? Because that's going to be the motivating factor. And people talk about motivation. And you tie that into your focus. Well, I can't really get motivated, so I'm not focused on it. Well, don't wait 
for motivation. Motivation is a really tricky thing because it comes and goes. It comes in many different forms. We can get motivated by words, uh, a song, a picture, other people, and that's all great. And we can use that motivation and build on top of it. But what happens when it's not there? Right? I mean, I guess you could watch the video again or listen to that song again, but if it's the only piece, then it's, it's going to be tricky for you. Okay, And you're also relying on an external factor. You're not relying on yourself. So it's okay to have those external factors, but make them secondary. Have your focus and your mindset be the primary. And tapping into that why, and again, if the why should make you cry, then that's going to be more powerful than a song. And then the song can help to fuel you even a little bit more and push you a little bit farther. But when you really tap into what's important to you, nothing's going to stop you. Nothing. And because when you think about what your why is for your fitness, you're going to get up and be like, screw it. The alternative is just not an option. When you're talking about with your fuel, okay, well, with my fuel, why am I doing this? And it could be the exact same reasons for your fitness because a lot of those times they go hand in hand, right? You're fueling your body so you can be more fit and you can think clear and have the energy to do whatever you want to do. Great. Do it. And you're going to pick that option because when you're not picking that option, you're not just letting yourself down, you're letting those other people down, whoever you're doing it for. So if it's going back to your family, you're not just letting you down, you're letting your family down. And how does that feel? Swallow that and live with that for the day. That's not going to feel too good. Now, does that mean that you're going to be completely perfect in every single thing that you do? No, which is the next point of the focus. Establish your baseline. So establishing your baseline is a technique that I, that I typically use for my clients too. And then, you know, establishing your baseline and establishing your 80-20. Okay, so you're, you're going to start to figure out. So once you, once you figure out what your why is, then you figure out what's important to you and what are the, what are the steps that you're going to do to get to wherever your goal is, right? Because, you know, hopefully you're setting goals for yourself, short-term goals, long-term goals, because then you can start checking them off and that's a sense of accomplishment and it shows progress. Progress is one of the biggest motivators. So just going real quick back to motivation, progress is one of the biggest motivators. So if you're checking off those little things, no matter how small they are, boom, you made progress. On to the next thing. You check that off. Boom. You made progress. On to the next thing. So once you have your goals and you have your why, then you establish your baseline. Okay. This is what I want to do. These are the values that I'm going to set for myself and I'm not going to go beyond that baseline. Okay. Or at least I don't want to go beyond the baseline. This is, this is where I want to live. This is where I want to you know, spend my time, not live like geographically. I'm saying like, this is where I want to live. Like, this is what I want to do. I want to eat, you know, like when we're talking about fuel and I was talking about organic food, if you listen to that podcast, if not, again, go back and listen to it. But okay, I want to eat organic food, you know, set an 80-20 rule for yourself, set a 90-10 rule for yourself. But I I tell people, start with 80-20 and then build upon that. Don't try to just jump into it too quick because 80-20, realistically, you do everything 80% of the time and 20% you know, you do something that maybe you shouldn't, or, you know, you eat something that you shouldn't, or you miss a workout or something like that, your body's going to be able to bounce back from that 20%. So 
so it's worth not beating yourself up over. But once you get really good at the 80-20, then go to 85-15, then go to 90-10, and then go to 95-5 if you want to. So you're just improving yourself and you're fine-tuning what you're build, you know, what you're doing and what you're building upon. So establish your baseline and say, this is where I want to operate in. I want to operate within my 80-20. Now again, if you go into the 20 range or into the 20 zone, that's basically like going out of bounds. Okay, because you establish your baseline and then you just went out of bounds. So the metaphor I usually use is like, you know, if, if it's a basketball player and they go out of bounds, is the game over? No, no, the game's not over. And so this is another piece of the mindset that you have to tap into. It's like, okay, knowing that the game is not over and you're going to get back up and you're going to go right back into the game and you're going to keep playing. That's part, that's one of the most powerful pieces of the mindset, knowing that it's not over. Okay, you get knocked down, you get right back up, right? You've heard that before. And it's not about getting knocked down, it's about how hard you get back up and how hard you get back after it. So use that motivation not to tear yourself down or, or use that, I, see, I don't, I don't even want to say like failure. Use that like mishap, okay? So you go to, I don't know, like you go to, you want a burger and you go to a burger place. Now, now for me, this is actually, I guess a good example for me. Um, I was going to like the first thing that comes to mind when I think of a shitty burger is McDonald's. Right. And I don't know if anybody you guys listening eat McDonald's. If you do, you shouldn't, uh, you know, to each his own, but screw that. I, I never go to McDonald's. I have not set foot in a McDonald's since 2009 when I dislocated my elbow. It was like 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning. I was so, so hungry. I'm coming off the lauded and uh, propofol. Like they, they shot me up with three bottles of propofol to get my arm back in. It took over 45 minutes and I was just so hungry. We're up in the middle of nowhere in the, in the mountains and there was a 24-hour McDonald's and I just crushed like two or three double cheeseburgers or something like that with a french fry it was bad but <clears throat> I haven't touched that stuff since so like for me for like my kind of like standard operating procedure like I will never go to McDonald's so when I'm talking about my baseline there are just certain things I do not budge on I do not go to McDonald's I do not go to Burger King I do not go to Wendy's if I want a really good burger there's a place around us um, called Shake Shack you know, maybe I'll go there because it's a little closer. There's even better, a better place available called Elevation Burger, 100% organic grass-fed beef. You know, it's a little farther away, but is it worth a drive? Absolutely. So if I wanted something like that, you know, maybe that's, you know, maybe that grass-fed burger is still within my 80-20 range, but I have the potato bun that they do, and I have the French fries. You know, that's within my 20%. So it's like, okay, fine. I allowed myself to have that, and. Well, typically I don't feel bad after some eating something like that. Let's say I feel bad after eating something. So uh, we went to Chili's uh, not too long ago, and I got their uh, their skillet cookie. Like we were really we were really wanting some dessert that night, and we got the skillet cookie, and we all split it, me and my family, and uh, with some ice cream on top. Now, you do not feel good after you eat that skillet cookie and the ice cream, and I don't usually like to leave any kind of bites on on plates or anything like that. I'm one to finish everything on my plate. Um, my grandfather was in the, uh, was in the army and I always remember him telling me I was five years old and I remember him telling me, take all you want, but eat all you take was a motto that, that was a motto that they had in the army. He says, you could take all you want, but you better eat all you take. And it just always stuck with me, you know, so I'd go to 
old country buffet with my grandmother and you know she loved going there and you know we I'd just load up on my plate and I'd go up for seconds and I feel like I have to eat every single one of everything on my plate because of that but back to the skillet cookie so you know so you're eating the skillet cookie with the ice cream you feel like absolute shit afterwards right okay instead of beating yourself up over just having a skillet cookie which you probably shouldn't have done don't beat yourself up use that as fuel to make sure that you're not going to have that skillet cookie again if you wind up going out to eat somewhere else right or just be like no I'm not gonna have uh, I'm not having any dessert for a little while right now you know so you use that as motivation to keep yourself going to keep yourself on the path to keep yourself on that 80 path instead of the 20 path and that's how you get from 80 20 to 85 15 you use some of that pain and that discomfort physically mentally all that stuff and you use it and turn it into a positive because now you just took that 80 20 that you're operating in and you turn it into an 85 15 which means you're doing what you need to do 85% of the time instead of just 80% of the time. So you so you're better by 5%. Okay? So you turn that negative into a positive and all that starts in the mind too. And knowing again that I'm just going to reiterate if you get knocked out of bounds, the game isn't over. Get up, get back in the fight because it is. It's a fight, it's a struggle to get good food, it's a struggle to wake up and work out first thing in the morning or find time after work or something like that, but there's always going to be an excuse as to or a reason like why we didn't do something or why we we don't have to do something, but that's just taking the easy road out. And if there's one thing that I've learned uh as a parent, um just you know in in my physical life as a coach, and working on mindset for a number of years now, it's that you need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And getting out of your comfort zone is something that so many people talk about. I've done, you know, I've I've done trainings on mindset. I've done emotional intelligence trainings. I've done, you know, we, we talk about this kind of stuff in the holistic lifestyle coaching courses that I've been through. It, and there's just always an underlying thing. The comfort zone, nobody gets better when they stay in their comfort zone. They have to get out of their comfort zone a little bit. And it doesn't matter how you do it, because if you do it in one area of your life, it can help to trickle into another area of your life. Okay, so that's actually another reason to set short-term goals that might be easily achieved, because it's fine. You achieve it, and you're not setting these big, outlandish, crazy goals for yourself. You set these little goals for yourself as well as the big goals, and then you're checking them off. And again, you're making progress. So I hope you kind of see like a little bit of a theme here. You know, things that should be sticking out to you are progress, mindset, positivity, um, and then getting out of your comfort zone. So those are those are really really big. Um, and then you know, it's just about taking responsibility for our choices. You know, we focus on our choices and then we have to act on them and we have to execute them. And that all falls under focus. So out of the four Fs, this is the one I really wanted to to dive into today is the focus. But I at least wanted to introduce what the four Fs were as far as the, the foundational um, piece of being healthy, fit, strong, happy. Um, so, you know, taking responsibility falls under focus as well. And responsibility you know, is, I, I heard before, responsibility is what gives life meaning. And I do really think that that's important. Um, and taking responsibility for ourselves and feeling like we have some responsibility 
is really what helps to drive us and keep us going. It gives us purpose. And that's another thing I like to say a lot of times is with purpose. And that's really, again, with tapping into your why. You know, have a purpose, have a reason for what you're doing. And again, of course, why you're doing it. Okay, so, so just identifying what the purpose is is really important as well, right? But then tapping into why that is will bring you back to the purpose itself. Okay, so if you already know what your why is, then, then your what becomes more meaningful. And then you don't always have to continue to think about the why all the time because you've already tied it in together. It's just about doing that initial work and figuring out what's important to you. So, um, so I think I'm going to end it there. We did talk about a lot. So I was just thinking if there was anything else. But we talked a little bit about fitness. I want to do a little bit more on, on fitness and on that pillar, on that piece of the foundation um, but today I really wanted to get in the focus and at least outline what those um, four F's were so again focus fuel functional fitness and family and lifestyle and remember don't don't take the family and lifestyle lightly because the family and lifestyle is more about leadership it's more about stepping into the role as a father and teaching the ones around us and it's not even just always about our family but you're inspiring and changing the lives of other people around you too and you might not even realize it so i'm going to uh, i'm going to end there and i'll dive into a couple more of those on some of the other upcoming podcasts i already have uh some guests lined up some pretty exciting guests actually lined up that i think you guys will really really like so uh, if you have any questions um please submit them uh if you're able to you know, comment or anything like that on the platform that you're listening to, depending on, you know, how you're listening to this. You can always find me right now. Uh, warriordads.com is not up yet, but I'm working on it. I promise. Um, but my other website, my other uh, business is elite core fitness, E L I T E core C O R E fitness.net, not.com.net. Uh, so you can always send me a message through there. Um, and on social media, you know, Jim Burr to me, Instagram, you could type in Warrior Dads on Instagram, it should, should pop up as well. Um, Facebook, same thing, Jim Burr to me and the Warrior Dads page, um, send me a message through there. It's pretty easy to get a hold of me. So any questions, comments, things like that, uh, people that you'd want to see on the podcast, um, if you know if, if you want to be on the podcast, reach out to me, let me know. I'd love to have you on as a guest. Uh, I'd love to hear what you'd like to share with everybody. Um, we'll set something up. And... Um, yeah, so until next time, thanks again. Have a good one, and uh, I'll catch you on the next episode. Bye. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Warrior Dads podcast. If you like this podcast and want to support it, please subscribe, leave comments, and share it with someone you think would benefit from listening as well. Thanks again, and keep on being a Warrior Dad.